Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent the disciples to him with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth, and you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. Then they handed him the Roman coin, and he said to them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? He replied, Caesar's. That he said to them, Then, repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When the doctor walked into the examination room where I was waiting for him, I said to him, I apologize for wasting your time with a sore throat and a little congestion. And I said, I never bother doctors with flu symptoms, but here's the thing. I've got to run a marathon in two days. He says, can you help me? He says, well, what marathon? He says, in Bay State and Lowell. He says, oh, I ran Bay State and Lowell a couple of years ago. He says, you'll be fine. Just get plenty of rest and drink fluids. So how do you sleep when you're swallowing razor blades all night? (laughs) So anyway, it was the day of the race, and I was at the starting line, and I I thought to myself, gee, I I wonder what happens when you're stupid enough to run a marathon with the flu. I was just a little curious. Well, I found out what happens. At mile 23, your body completely totally shuts down. You have absolutely no energy whatsoever. So here's my faith question. When you really love something, because I really love running, and you really believe in the training, in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the coaching, you believe and you work really, really hard, then what do you do when you get the flu? What do you do when the wheels fall off? That was in a doctorate program. I loved it. I loved, I loved studying scripture, and I believed in it. I believed that it was just my right fit, and I was good at it. I got great grades, passed my comprehensive exams. But what do you do when one of the directors doesn't like the direction of your dissertation and throws you off the program? What do you do? What do you do when you believe in something, you really love something, and then the wheels fall off? Well, Paul tells us, you hope. You hope. Hope is when, abs- when every, absolutely everything is completely, totally out of your hands 
And you need God. You know, when my running buddies, uh, Brother Migo and Dr. Mark, <laughs> saw me at mile 23, and my body completely broken down and they, they were cheering me on, you know, they stepped off the sidewalk and they ran with me. They got me to the finish line. And I finished the marathon in three hours and 55 minutes, sub four. Not too bad for an old sick guy, huh? <laughs> but see, the thing is that I needed three things. I needed to really love running. I needed to really believe in the coaching and the training. I needed to really believe and really work hard. But I also needed my friends. And that's exactly what Paul is saying in his letter. He says, in the spiritual life, you absolutely need three things. You need to really love. You need to really believe and work hard at it. But the love and believing is not enough. It's not enough. You need hope. Because there are going to be times in your life when the wheels are going to fall off, when it's going to be absolutely, totally out of your hands. You know, for Paul, it's not about crossing the finish line. It's not. For Paul, it's about crossing the finish line with Christ. And the reason why Christ is with you when you cross that line is because you needed him. <laughs>